Well, the mandated summer break for all of Australia's top podcasts is finally over. And boys are good to be back on the airwaves. I'm sure you've all missed the sports talk and general common manning, so I don't want to waste any more of your time. Let's first of all welcome the chief de mission of common himself. That would be 40. Hey, 40. G'day, horse. Uh, good to be here. Been a while. Has uh, been like a while. all professional podcasts, we've taken a bit of a break and I mean, we are a professional, aren't we, Horse? Because so, so we have a social media manager. We do. That that defines us being professional. That is the sign. So he's our national TCM podcast senior global media manager, executive director. <laughs> so shout out to Fitzy. Yes. Big shout out to Fitzy. He won't be joining us today. But of course, it wouldn't no. be a common man if we didn't have our favorite scorcher himself. Welcome, Friendy. Up the scorchers. Welcome, lads. Welcome to 2022. It is good to be back, guys, after the break. It's great to see you. Great to see you too. Anything major happen for you uh, over the summer break, friendy? Uh, I, I got the spicy cough. Or spicy. The Rona hit me finally. So I wasn't exempt from it. I thought I was invincible from it, but I got it. But I'm now recovered. So all good. So we're, have you got your horse? No, no. I haven't. Have you, 40? No, we're we we are just our immunity out. We're just mashing <laughs> it every time it comes. To us. Well, I'll tell you what: when you do get it, the first twenty four hours, the the hot and cold sweats you get, it's it's a you, it's a roller coaster. But once you get through that, you're all good. I I will admit, I thought I might have been getting it on Saturday night, um, mm. but I just came to realise it was actually I made the curry for dinner too spicy. Oh, spicy. i really had the sweats up Uh, hey look friendy's here 42 how about we talk some sport with you and welcome to another this month in sports so much has happened since last we spoke that I'm going to throw straight to Friendy, who's going to give us the lowdown on a summer of cricket. Cricket lads. Well, nothing beats an Ashes series and nothing beats an Ashes series when we flog the palms. I think it's fair to say that uh, we inserted our dominance um, over the palms who have since had quite a few excuses uh, with travel bubbles and family and whatnot. And But at the end of the day... Uh, it probably should have been 5-0. We didn't quite get there, but 4-0, great result. Uh, do we have a new gadding ball, the Shane Warne ball of the century? That first ball, Mitchell Stark, where he just blew the stumps away with uh, Rory Burns. Is it the Burns ball? Oh, spicy. Or maybe that's the new thing that we're going with oh. from now on. But lads, the, let's the start Burns, talking. The Burns ball. The Burns ball. <laughs> that sounds like a medical condition. I don't know. But lads, how how did you guys feel after the 4-0 win? Um, like, what were our predictions from way back? I think I was 3-1. But were you happy with the result? Of course we are. Happy well, actually, no, I'm not. I'm not. It should have been 5-0. <laughs> it it should have been. been a whitewash. Yes. Geez, they were ordinary, weren't they? But we we were pretty good too. Like, don't uh, downplay the efforts of the Aussies. I thought Correct. we played very good cricket. Is this the equivalent of the gentleman's sweep in cricket that we went? We decided to go four nil. You know, we'll give you a draw. I, th- I think I think I would agree with that absolutely. And and considering like 
we had our own adversity leading into it. I think, um, you know, we didn't have our captain, Payne. He had, he had been stepped down. He was going to play, then he pulled out last minute. Um, so we had our own stuff that we were dealing with, and it, we didn't let it affect us. But how good was Pat Cummins' first series of captain? He was sensational, wasn't he? Oh, Absolutely. I think yeah. he was. Um, one thing. I, I, yeah. You, you take it for you, you say what you the one thing was. You want me to go there? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah obviously, it was the there. declaration. But, you know, you, yeah, you can't be perfect. You live in your yeah, you want something. You want something to, uh, you know, learn from. And uh, I think that was classic. You know, did right thing. Get Kawaja was close enough to get the 100. But I think it was just bewildering why he didn't declare as soon as Kawaja um, got the 100. Mm-hmm. So maybe a few extra overs would have been enough. Who knows? Um, but I, I'm, I think I, I'm the same, friendy. I think uh, I was a bit skeptical about a bowler being a captain. Yep. Great. So we just got through the COVID pandemic and now we're going to have to deal with a bowler again. Yep. Um, and Paddy's proved me wrong. I, I think he's certainly stepped up the plate. He's obviously well-liked. Um, he, he leads well. Um, he's made some good decisions as well. And I think the, the thing that's going to challenge him the most will be how he leads, I suppose, this player era where they have mm. the power because it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Justin Langer um, yeah. coming back. Hmm. Well, I, I think, I think Paddy. Back. I think Paddy made one crucial error, and he needs to learn from it. And it's simply don't eat at a restaurant inside. <laughs> well, well uh, it cost him a game, didn't it? It cost him a game. Like that's the biggest error he made all summer. But you know what? It cost, that, it cost him a game in 2021, and it'll probably never ever cost him a game again. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Because nowadays, like even a few months later, it's just like whatever. You can play that. You could probably you could probably play the next test summer with COVID for the full five days, and it's just going to be like oh whatever, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you did a rap, oh, whatever. I, You'll be fine. Get on. I thought with he it. was in. I thought he was incredible though. Some of his bowling spells, like he's clearly the best bowler in the world. Um, but we do have someone who's come out of nowhere, Scotty Boland. What do we oh, think yeah. of the big Victorian? All hail the Victorian Scotty Boland's. Well, I think he's great. We're Victorians, oh, aren't we? So yeah. we're going to give him two thumbs up. Just such a quiet, humble guy as well. When he was just absolutely tearing it apart, yeah. probably the dream result for your debut test as a fast bowler, oh. Ashes, MCG, like, could you get a better... Six for seven? Yeah. You, you, yeah. you couldn't script it any better. And I actually thought he was never going to play again. So I'm glad that he got a couple more opportunities. I thought that was going to be it. And, well, and he's got the greatest bowling be. average currently of all time for Australia. <laughs> like, yeah. obviously, he's only played three tests, but he's still, he's got it. <laughs> it's, it's that, I like the hussy factor back in the, yeah. Yeah, the true, early yeah. stages of his career that he came in with such a flourish that he was like, he's yeah. second to Bradman. <laughs> yeah. Well, well he was he, averaging he in, a... in the hundreds, wasn't he? At yeah. Point, well, yeah, correct. Because he had not outs. He was yeah. batting <laughs> late. Right. And uh, yeah, his average was so high. Anyway. And, that's, and that's... I'm, I'm a Vic. I'm a Victorian now too, guys. I've renounced my Western Australian citizenship. What? Oh, so can we renounced... make sure wow. we yeah, record this. it? Oh, record it. Well, it's recorded now. That's no, gonna be no, that's gonna be a new no. clip that we'll use all the oh, time. Any any of our WA listeners, I love you guys, but 
to the government over there, they can shove mm. it. All right. So oh, this is our promo right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> nah, renounce it. I'm, I'm, Victor- I'm a Victorian. I bleed blue. Yeah. I bleed blue. Jeez, I don't know. I, I don't know whether I want to be Victorian the way uh, we've been treated down here as well. well that's too, true. So. But is so getting <laughs> back to the Vicks, Scotty Boland, yeah. is he in our best eleven? Oh, geez, that's tough. <laughs> like Paul Hazelwood. I know. Well, I think you know, um you go horse. I was gonna say Stark was great at the start. I reckon he tailed off a bit by the end. I think we yeah. the way that we operate, there's always gonna be a fast bowler who needs a rest. So we we don't yeah. operate from our best four bowlers. We we're always gonna have five, six, or seven in the in the rotation. And especially nowadays, I don't know about you guys, but growing up things like uh, stress fractures, back issues, all of those things didn't seem as prevalent now as they are nowadays. Maybe it's just because we didn't know so much medically and all these guys were just burning out or never made it to the level because they weren't being treated correctly. Um, but I think it is out of all of the, uh, the things you can do in cricket, fast bowling is the one that puts the biggest toll on the body. Um, so we always do need four or five or six available yeah. so he's in the best 11 available at the moment and that can change within a few weeks but he'd still always be in the squad at, at this yeah. point in time i agree i mean hazelwood he has to be in the team like yeah, he's our no number doubt. cummins and hazel are our number one two um fast bowlers and stark gives you something different with the left arm i think is why yep. they love to have a stark because that yep. obviously then creates opportunities for uh, nathan Lyon to to get some spin out of the rough um, from Stark's um, run up. But yeah, I, I think it probably shows how, as you said, horse uh, longevity of fast bowlers careers is never that long because mm. of the, the impact on their body. And it probably says a massive testament to James Anderson <laughs> oh, from England. For sure. How many test matches? Well, he's played nearly 170 test matches. Spot on as close as you can get. 169. Ayo. It's He's something ridiculous. like that. That's, yeah. that's unbelievable. It's like 20 years of playing. <laughs> a fast bowler. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think um, they're clearly our four best fast bowlers. And then you've obviously got Jaya Richardson, de- depending on the conditions. And hmm. and um, that's probably plenty, I would suggest. <laughs> um, what do you think, Friendy? Well, yeah, I think he's he's definitely in the squad. You, you got, you know, you got Joy Richardson and, and Nessa who Nessa did as well, right yeah. In, uh, in the Adelaide Test, and Richardson was, you know, I guess, hit the only reason why he didn't play MCG uh, the Boxing Day instead of Bolin was I think he had a injury, bit of a niggle, yeah, um, which gave Bolin the opportunity, and then Bolin obviously relished that opportunity, and so Bolin may have never yeah. ever played. Correct. Um, yep. And then obviously the S- SCG comes around and, and I think this was great captaincy where Pat Cummins said, you know, like he has to play this test. Like you never want to go down as a one test wonder. Mm. Um, you know, he deserves this opportunity to go again. And he yep. proved that it was the, it was the right selection. He had a great yep. SCG test. And, as well. and they backed that up with yep. um, Kawaja <laughs> as well. Correct. That's right. You can't bring so, him in. He hit two centuries and then drop him. Well, I think what was now. what was great about our team though is we 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 didn't have to rely on the on I guess our big three Smith Labuschagne and Warner mm. like mm. yeah they had their moments 
but Travis Head stepped up. Our bowlers were unbelievable. Um, By the end, Green was giving some handy runs as Green, well. Yes. Like, yep. Solid contributors all across the board. And Green's so underrated, I reckon. He's yep. like such a young guy, and he's 22? starting to. Mm, yeah, and he's starting to make some solid fifties. Um, yep. He's getting a couple of key wickets. Like, you know, he's got a very exciting uh, future. I think as well, number six, they've so. likened him to Freddie Flintoff. Yeah, that's so, a good call. <laughs> yeah, huge I, call. I actually think I I think he's going to be better than him from wow. what I've seen so far. Bigger at a young call. age. Yeah. Like I think Fr- Freddie Flintoff was good for about four years. I don't think yeah. I don't, if you look at his longevity, it wasn't that long. Oh, he had a really good four-year patch. But, we are but Freddie, as we know, struggled with that mental yeah, um, yeah. health side of things that probably shortened his career. Otherwise, he could have been more dominant for longer. <laughs> uh, Can I, I also I just say, uh, I think we've all said longevity now. Um, so that's our word it's, it's 2022 <laughs> longevity yep Stuff, the name pivoting of this podcast unprecedented, unprecedented. Yeah. that's gone longevity that's what we're that's all about fun. here if, so i think we can all agree great ashes series um there's not much to like about england so we won't we won't talk too much nah. about england um like Nothing. bad luck joe root you try oh joe actually we gotta mention joe root <laughs> okay because <laughs> It got hit in that same spot a <laughs> lot <did>. of times. <laughs> Poor nah, bloke. Fair call. Fair call. Uh, but got, how was, how was he got, got hit, hit in the router? Joe got hit he in got the router again. In the... <laughs> how was it? The first time he got hit was in the net session and he forgot to wear a box. Like, who doesn't oh, wear a box? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the Aussies are targeting. It shows the accuracy of the Australian football. Oh, correct. Very good. Very good. I mean, the, um, the first time he got hit was actually by Dave Warner at the... Oh. Kangaroo bar or whatever at walkabout oh. bar in London about seven years ago, but uh, we moved on from there, horse. Moved on from there, mate. We, uh... <laughs> hey, question: Is David Warner? Is he on the fringe of maybe? Should well, he be thinking about maybe time for him to move on? Good segue uh, forward because what I wanted to ask you guys is the next Ashes series, which is obviously the biggest thing in Test cricket. It's the middle of 2023 over in England. From this current Australian squad, or I guess the main 11 or 12 that played this series, how many of them are going to be there? Um, like, Warner's probably got a question mark against his name. Um, our wicketkeeper um, has probably got a question mark against him. Um, his, his name's lost me. What's Alex Carey. That's what I mean. It's, I think it's still early days for yeah. Carey, but yeah. Quick to, well, what quick to write him most, off. Most in there? We know why you like to write it. You said you're, the, you're not a Western Australian anymore, Friendy. But you're coming to bat straight away for Josh Inglis. That's really what's going on. Whoa, 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 he has. Whoa, whoa. Totally. A, nah, Sam Harper. Get Sam Harper in No. Here. Who was the other bloke? Um, he was keeping for Philippe. LA Strikers. Philippe, yeah. Oh, he's Josh. WA too, isn't he? Um, I think our bowlers are pretty set for the next... Yep. I mean, Nathan Lyon... He could bowl to his 50, to be honest. Yep. But, I mean, will they want to bring Michael uh, Mitchell, sorry, Mitchell Swepson in? I don't know. Uh, but I think our fastball is pretty set. I think it's more around that batter. Yeah. It's a top order. Well, um, Labashane still. He'll be. Labashane, Steve Smith, Cameron yep. Green will be there. So it's our top Travis, order. Travis Head is cemented. Yeah, Travis same Head. deal. Travis yep, Head. I think. So it's literally our opening batsman. I think what happens, um, who knows? Because Warner. Warner struggles 
against England. Mm. And he struggled last time in England massively. And will, he struggled in, in will Australian Broad conditions. Will still be playing? I don't know. Surely not. Probably surely, surely hope not. not. See, then it, that might provide a bit of relief for Warner. But what's the name? Well, um, true. Got him plenty other times. Who was it? Um, his name is just a oh, knucklehead. Come on, friendy. Wood? You know is him. it Wood? Wood, yes, Wood. Yep. Mark he, Wood, um, not he, Christian. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's my uh, thoughts. I think the opening batsman well, I, will I be, think you're uh, right with the opening because obviously that was the spot that we were umming and ahhing about. Harris got it. He got his three three opportunities and and well, four opportunities and mm. four opportunities. Didn't, didn't really take it. Um, I think if Will Pekofsky can kind of get through his battles and becomes the player we think he could be, I think think he's there at the action yep. and I think he's opening. I, I do think I do think Warner Warner will be there and I reckon that following Australian summer will probably be his last. I reckon he's got two more years left in him at test level. Um and I, I just think he's done enough and there's no one that's really pressing to come in unless a Maddie Renshaw comes out of the blue and starts making runs or someone young comes through the list but there's doesn't seem to be a lot coming. Justin Lee can come back and open. Hayden needed a few Shots. Kadich needed a few shots. I reckon yeah, we bring correct. Chris Rogers could come back. <laughs> but Adam Voges, uh, yep. winning, winning coach. Maybe we should just give Sean Marsh another go. Hey, why not? Yeah. Just give him- why not? Well, it's funny you say that. I think because you want Mitch, Mitch back Marsh, in there, but Mitch Marsh is probably not far off getting another crack. And they reckon but- uh, does Glenn Maxwell deserve another shot? Well, Maxie thinks well, he's he a middle order. Who do you replace for Maxie? You Travis push said. someone up. Someone else can open. No, I mean, Maxwell, uh, Maxwell would have to come in for Cameron Green, but you're not going to do that. I think the problem with Mitch Marsh is, for any, is they're invested in Cameron Green, younger yeah. guy who's going to be a yeah. lot longer. Yeah. Mitch Marsh is our one day 2020 all rounder, no doubt. Um, but yep. yeah, second in the struggle to get into the test team. Our, our, our 2020 wonder, second in the Ellen Border medal. Am I stealing your thunder there, Friendy? <laughs> well, another good segue there, horse. Oh, we'll I know, because we have been going 20 minutes, so we'll, we'll, we need we'll to keep on. moving. Well, yeah, I'll quickly run through this for you guys. Uh, obviously, the Test Player of the Year was Travis Head. The 2020 Player of the Year was Mitch Marsh. Mitch Stark was the one-day Player of the Year. And just edging out Mitch Marsh, who came runner-up, Mitchell Stark is the 2000 and, what do you call him, 21 Allen Border medal? Or is he 2022 Allen mm. Border medal? I don't know. Anyway, he's the winner. 21. Um, I'm not sure what you call him, but he won. Uh, interesting to see Mitch Marsh almost won it, being a 2020 specialist, I mm. think. Mm. Um, so, but, yep, that was the winner. Uh, horse, uh, it's a bit of a different setup now. It's not as big as it used to be. No, no, it's not. It, I mean, when they first started the Allen Border Medal, they were trying to make it cricket's night of nights, just like the football night of nights. It's sort of like the Brownlow or the Dally M um, type vibe. And, you know, I remember it being on Channel 9, taking up prime time, everyone dressed in tuxedos, going to Crown, big awards, uh, all of that type of spectacle. I don't know how you guys found out, but I just saw it as like the sixth article on the Herald Sun sports area. And I was like, what, what is this? When did this happen? And, it, and it, was it just like released on a Saturday or something? Like there was I, no big deal. I was found there? Out, no, I found out cause I flicked on the women's ashes just for 10 minutes and it was a rain delay. 
And so they decided to interview Mitchell Stark. And that's how I found out that he'd won. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but anyway, we've been talking he's about cricket. The only other thing I was going to say, guys, is uh, the BBL finals has just finished. And uh, my beloved, look, I've renounced my Western Australian citizenship, but I still support the teams over there. The Perth Scorchers <laughs> are my beloved, the Orange Army, and uh, we got up for our fourth title, most successful franchise in the country. Um, and at four for 25, I was not worried at all. Didn't turn the oh, TV you didn't off. Appear I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> how much of the game did you miss at four for 25? No, to be fair. Because I had I to text I... you and say, hey, friendy, they're actually coming back here. No, I, and I'd gone back since then. I reckon I missed probably five overs. I, I turned it off and went, no, I've got to stick at it. And uh, so anyway, well done to the Scorchers. They beat a, uh, a half squad of the Sixers because they were depleted. Yep. Anyway, guys, that's that's cricket. Um, all we've got look, looking forward to now is the T20 World Cup in October, and that will be in Australia. So we probably won't talk about cricket until then, I would have thought. Um, there's actually a five T20s happening in Australia in February, but maybe we won't mention them. Anyway, we'll, back to we'll you. Wait and see. Thank you. Thanks, Friendy, for that roundup of the cricket summer. We're going to move on to some NBA now. And the NBA All-Star starting fives for Cleveland have been announced. And the reserves are going to be named Friday Australian time. Already confirmed from the East, we have Embiid, DeRozan, Young, Giannis, and Captain KD. And in the West, we have Curry, Morant, Jokic, Wiggins. Yes, you heard right, Wiggins. And King James as captain again, of course. Uh, now, the most notable surprise for me would have had to have been Andrew Wiggins. I know friend uh, 40 wants to talk about that as well. I also think Jar was, you know, he was a worthy starting selection, but one of a number of guards in the West who could have taken that spot. Obviously, I was annoyed to see Trey Young claim a starting spot over Levine, but at the end of the day, Zach's my lock uh, for the reserves. <laughs> 40, I'm going to start with you. Who do you yep. think hasn't been named yet? That's going to make it. And what what were your first thoughts when you saw Wigan's name had been read out as a West starter? Oh, I was like, how is this possible? Like, you understand <laughs> when the fans vote, you know, there might be a few discrepancies, but that's only 50% of the vote. There's still 25% of it from players and 25% from the media. So usually it rounds out to sort of go, yep, this is the 10 starters that should be named. But when I looked at Andrew Wiggins, I'm going, has everyone forgotten how amazing Paul George has been in the absence of Kawhi Leonard? I think that's a massive snub. And just because he was injured, um, he he hasn't got a look in. Uh, I mean, just a quick uh, comparison of, of of their stats this season, horse. Yep. Paul George has averaged 24.7 points per game, 7.1 rebounds, 5.5 assists, two steals a game, which is elite. And uh, 2.73s a game compared to Andrew Wiggins' 18 points a game, 4.3 rebounds, 2.1 assists, and one steal. Like, they're not even the same conversation, to be honest. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. I suppose the, uh, the only thing I'd ask you there, do you actually have any percentages in regards to efficiency in the, in the plus minus side of things? Well, yeah. Well, Wiggins is shooting the ball better at 48% compared to Paul George at 42. But Paul George is shooting a higher volume and would have yep. a much higher ball usage um, uh, with Kawhi not in the team. 
but I just think, you know, I, it's easy to forget when someone gets injured. I mean, obviously he's an injured player. Maybe that, that's what, you know, people yeah, were That said, Clay still got to... some votes as well, didn't well, he? Well, that's true. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I think, um, and to, to answer the other part of your question, Horse, um, I think uh, to name someone that maybe people might not think of, I think Miles Bridges from Charlotte mm. deserves mm. an all-star selection this year. I think he's been incredible. He started off the year amazingly and I'm like, oh, this won't last. But he's he's kept it going. So, all credit where credit's due. He And he did quite well in the player vote as well, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure where I'm, he was. I think he's he might have been fourth somewhere. in the player vote. Oh, uh, that's right. He was too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the players selected. Yeah, that's right. Friendy, throwing it up to you. Not that anyone yeah. else can see where you are on my Zoom screen. Oh, that's right. You're... No, but I've caught, I've caught the ball. <laughs> my turn to shoot. Um, I I reckon, no, nah, you're on the money there. The, the fact that Wiggins is even an all-star is the biggest shock of all, let alone a starting five. Um, so how that happened. I think the lock for me, Luka Doncic, he will be an all-star again. He's Again, he should be a starter, or at least in that conversation. He's had another outstanding year. Um, crazy to think his stats and probably hasn't been as good as last year. It just shows mm. how good of a play he is. My little smokies, though, that I'd love to see get in, just for some excitement factor. One is LaMelo Ball. I think uh, he could be a little sneaky pickup on the reserves, and I think yep. he'd yeah. add a lot of yep. flair to the actual day. But I would love to see Paddy Mills. He's had an <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Paddy Mills in the All-Star game. Get him on there. He's played well. He's had a good season. Yeah. Now, he he has not made the uh, the top 10 <laughs> guards, so I think there's absolutely no okay, chance so, in the world. Yep. So um, he's, but he's from, an extreme smoky. He's an extreme smoky, to say the least. His odds would be maybe 1,000 to 1. Yeah. At least. It would be like he was in the crowd and someone injured themselves during warm-up, <laughs> and he was the only person available to play yeah. because everyone else. Because everyone else had COVID. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could happen. It but could. Apart from hey. that, hey, I like your enthusiasm. Uh, I'll get him in the three-point comp at least. Yeah, why not? I, I think that's a bit more realistic. It would have been. It would have been great. It would have been great, uh, alas, to see Joe and Mills in a three-point contest um but it yeah. seemed like head to head. something we will never see no oh, don't forget don't forget ben simmons oh yes that would be oh, as a three-point specialist in a three yeah. Point, yeah. yeah in a three-point that'll contest, be that would that'll be. be so good i mean and and yes obviously news has come out uh, today as we're recording around joe ingles unfortunately he's had a quite a, a bad injury horse yes and now as we speak it's unconfirmed as I edit, it is confirmed, torn ACL. ACL, but everything is pointing towards that. And as we talked off air before we started, at his age, at his uh, position, uh, with such a serious injury as that, it, that could spell the end of his NBA career. Horse, I think coming back to Morant, uh, back to the All-Stars. Yes, yes. I love, I love Ja Morant. In the, oh, he's the exciting. He's... Uh, I think it's awesome. I mean, him and... Donkey Chirikin have had a very similar year. I mean, if Lillard had been fit and healthy, and I think he would have been up the obvious probably selection. Oh, it's but good to I see he wasn't it. the automatic, though. Yeah, exactly. So it's good to see a couple of different players sort of <laughs> making it. Who do you guys think 
if it was the East starters versus the West starters, who would actually be the better team? Looking simply as they are, I think when it comes down to it, you're only as good as your weakest link. And so, sorry, Wiggins, you're going to lose it for the West. Well, I would will, it, it, will it be finish. interesting? I don't know if it was last see, last year or the year before that, down the last five minutes was getting really serious. And CP3 played those last few minutes. Yeah. They put CP3 in because yep. it was like, we want to win this. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll, he'll play some, play those crucial minutes, I think, again. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. Friendy, who do you think would win purely on a starting five basis at the moment? Look, it's been a very much a, like if you went over the last 10, 15 years, you would say West would probably get up 12 out of 15 times. They've been that dominant, mm. but I think it's now edging over to the East side now. I think with Duran, mm, I agree. To be one two punch right there. Don't forget Derek Rose is still in the mix. Um, <laughs> so it's, I think East, I think it's now East, uh, and East now stronger. Yeah. especially with the individuals. I think West yeah. are probably still a bit strong with more depth with teams, mm. uh, but with the individuals and stars, you know, uh, Harden, Kyrie Irving, like it's, there's talent. The East is a lot more even, even. though this. Yeah. Um, if you look at the top to the tier where yeah. it used to no, be a I agree. huge, huge drop-off now, but yep. oh, West there seems to be more of a drop-off, I think now. I mean, it's ridiculous to think, again, these standings will be different by the time this podcast hits the airwaves but mm. i remember looking yesterday when i was watching uh the nets versus the warriors and i was like what when did the nets drop to sixth you know it seemed like only a few days ago they were first in the east now they're sixth in the east because it's that well, tight. Since kd's been injured <laughs> yeah really well yeah but 29 and 20 has your sixth in the east and mm. 31 and 18 has your first like yeah that's it is crazy. it is really tight there and uh, yep. lots of teams competing this year. Speaking of articles, as I was before. Uh, no, you weren't, Matt. We edited that part out. I'm not going to go into too much depth with this one. And I thought, Forty, we did want to talk about Aaron Baines, but we, I think we'd just do it briefly and then actually sure. post, post the article in our show notes and encourage everyone yep. to go have a read um, from Aaron Baines' own words and descriptions of what went on. Uh, but can you give us a brief insight into what we found out this last week about Bainsey? Well, yeah, obviously in the Olympics, we sort of knew he had quite a severe injury, but it was a bit of a shock because it obviously didn't happen in the game. There was an incident in one of the games in the warm-ups where he went for a duck dunk and slipped and landed on his sort of neck and, mm. you know, tough as Aaron uh, yeah. Baines is pretty, pretty tough. And he, you know, obviously kept going. Uh, and then uh, obviously we found out that um, uh, we thought he slipped in his hotel room, but it's came out that um, during the third quarter break that he's rushed off to the toilet and he's essentially what it seems to be look, he's hit some hooks and then hit the ground and um, knocked him out unconscious. And yeah, they had to go look for him and yeah. found him just sort of sprawled on the floor, uh, which is pretty scary. And he essentially lost all feeling in his legs. So, I mean, when I read that article, horse, oh, man, it was, it was like intense. Yeah. <laughs> like I was really like, it's quite, yeah, heartbreaking yeah. just to hear what he's had to go through. Yeah. And, and the story, obviously, as people read it, trying to get back to Australia. Yep. That was unbelievable. That, that's the other element of it happening during a pandemic in another country. 
Yep. They can't speak the same non- language. Non-English speaking country. Um, He's using yes. his phone as a translator. <laughs> yep. So there's a lot to like, We'll post up that article and strongly recommend everyone go and read yeah, about but, that. I mean, what a legend. I think, um, you know, the fact that he's actually walking is, is an absolute miracle. And, you know, yep. we hope he gets back to the NBA and he wants to get back. And I think I just want to mention one thing, though, Horse, um, yeah. before we move on, is um, if I didn't love this guy anymore, Matthew Dalladova, what oh, an absolute legend. This is Dr. Good. Dally. And Dr. Dally. Sobe, um, <laughs> they posed as doctors because that was the only way due to COVID, you know, restrictions and whatnot. Yep. The only people who could go in and see was uh, a doctor and a trainer each day for 15 <laughs> minutes. And so in the article, it talks about how Dally and Sobe posed uh, to get through um, into go see Bainsey to take him his bronze medal. I'm like, if you can't love the guy anymore, <laughs> that just puts the icing on the cake. Go out and buy a pair of dallies now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where we'll leave it for basketball and the NBA and Australian basketball. I'm going to cross over to you, 40 now, to take us through the tennis. Uh, keep Just keep strapping in, guys, because there's still <laughs> there's so much more. Here. Yeah, Come on. Totally. Well, I mean, we've just literally um, finished the Australian Open. It's been quite amazing. Um, there was quite a lot of star players that were missing this year, but I think it's been, as they've said, one of the best Australian Opens um, ever, uh, particularly well pre- represented from our Australians. Uh, obviously, Ash Barty winning the women's uh, uh, singles and, and, and Dylan Alcott unfortunately didn't win his, but he's an absolute legend um, within the final and uh, the special K's won men's double final it's been a long time since uh, we've had a win it was an all Australian uh, men's double final uh, but before we even started we had so much drama with um, obviously Novak Djokovic and um, I suppose you know there's so much to talk about the Open and uh, I, I want to throw it out to you boys um, firstly um, do you think that the the drama surrounding Djokovic, and I mean, that was an absolute balls up in so many ways. What an absolute debacle. Uh, do you think that detracted from the Australian Open and from the, you know, the players obviously experience and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, look, I thought straight away that it was going to interrupt a lot of things and affect it in a big way. Like it literally was like a tennis match. It was, he was in, then he was out, then he was in, then he was out, then he was in. I was like, where, what's going to go? And then when they said he was officially gone, I'm like, nah, there's going to be another twist somewhere. But once he, once they had finally dealt with it and that first game started and the tournament had, had kicked on, I felt like we kind of forgot about it and we just were able to enjoy good tennis. There was good crowds. So I think Novak thought he was, uh, at the end of the day, a bit bigger than the game. Um, and turns out that the game didn't actually need him too much in the end because we still have our beloved Rafael Nadal. Um, and uh, the show goes on. Yep, I think that's pretty well put. It's funny, I was thinking just the other day how uh, last year we had a conversation on an episode where we discussed, could you be the goat if you're a flog? And that was based around <laughs> Novak. And I uh, I think that is back in the conversation again. I think he's proven himself to the majority of the general public um, to be a bit of a flog. 
And I don't think in, in the end, uh, Tennis Australia thought that they were going to miss out on millions because that's what he would draw into the open. But I don't think he, he would have. I don't think he made much of a difference at all. We've got new heroes. Uh, we got to celebrate Ash Barty. We got to celebrate the special case. And you said Nadal. So lots of great reasons to have watched and, and had all-time figures in terms of ratings for the Australian Open. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and um, boys, what would your highlight be out of the whole tournament? What is your favorite uh, memory, uh, moment? I'll, I'll take this one first. And I'll, there I'll, you go, horse. I'll leave you the crumbs, friendy. Because <laughs> for, for, for me, for the... For the first week or so, I was, uh, and I don't don't get me wrong here. I I still enjoyed their victory. It was the special case. I was just uh, never seen doubles tennis like it before. But uh, for me, nothing could beat Ash Barty coming back mm-hmm. in that second set, down five one, winning. It's the first time you know I'd I'd watched an Australian win a singles event at the Australian Open. And I, I was up and about, and that I, I just felt that was uh, the bee's knees. I couldn't couldn't have got better than that for me. Totally, uh, I think you nailed it. Ash Barty was was the best thing that happened this whole Australian Open. But I was the only one uh, out of the three of us that stayed up till the end to watch the Nadal game. You guys yep. thought you were going to wake up seeing uh, the other Medvedev as, as the winner. <laughs> Um, and that was in, that was an incredible comeback in its own right. Like I think that the two Grand Slam finals uh, in the singles was unbelievably incredible. Um, and I think the only thing that might just uh, take the uh, the cream of the cake or whatever the icing on the cake, it's Dylan Alcott taking his drink bottle filled with beer to his post-match press conference. If you saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and they said, why did you not just bring the beer bottle? He goes, no, nah, because a drink bottle, you can fit two beers into one drink bottle. That's why he did it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, I think for me, yeah, Ash Barty, like she, what a legend. Like she, she's not at the top of her game, in my opinion. I think she, she could be the world number one. Uh, for some time and obviously we've had players there's a bit of a changing in the guard you know Serena Williams is you know 40 years old now like got some of these older players just moving on and I, I think I can't see anyone right now that is going to challenge Ash Barty for that number one spot and I just love how unassuming she is yeah yeah the media try to put all this pressure on go oh, how are you handling the pressure and she's just like what pressure you know, the pressure I'm putting on myself. And they're like, no, they hate that answer that Ash yeah. gives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she goes, no, that's so pressure. The, yeah. The pressure from the country. And she goes, well, I can't control that. So like, she's so Most, secure yeah. in who she is. hundred percent. And, um, and uh, I, I just love it. I think she's such a great ambassador for the sport and for, for, you know, seeing uh, people get involved in tennis. Like, totally. I think there'll be a lot of young, young girls playing tennis in in the future now i think because of ash Barty. well she may actually win the same award dylan alcott won this year next year she could be australian of the year she could or patty well, well dylan didn't dylan think and that's it yeah Shout he out to said dylan alcott winning australian yeah. Yeah, year yeah. in the midst of a tournament and also a bit of a fun fact here i was uh with dylan alcott at um a wedding in melbourne um uh with him he was he was there i was 
I thought, should I get a selfie for the Common Man podcast? So I thought, no, nah, I don't want to be that guy. Um, but uh, mid-tournament, he was there at the wedding, which was awesome. And uh, um, But, yeah, for him to go up to Canberra and Day accept that award. before his final he, game, yeah. Totally. And he didn't think he would win. He thought Paddy Mills was a shoo-in. So yeah. will Paddy Mills win next year, Friendy? No. I don't know how it works. If you've been nominated one year, I don't know if you can be nominated the next year. I don't know how it works. Uh, mm. I think his nomination was based around the Olympics, the Olympic year and that performance in the bronze medal and, and the way you, you know, got around everyone, all that type of thing. Um, but he's, I suppose, so promoting the indigenous um, community and all that sort of stuff too. Yeah, and, and you know, for that reason, Ash Barty would be a great candidate. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, True. So we'll wait, and, true. wait and see. But, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, we don't talk about tennis a lot and uh, we probably won't talk about it again till next year. Um, but I think uh, it was a fantastic Australian Open. Um, and, you know, watching um, uh, on Channel 9, uh, I just want to say I can't stand Tony Jones. What an absolute... If we're talking oh. flogs, I can't. he is 40, I'm the with biggest you. flog. Yeah, I can't no, stand him. Yeah. Like, Yelena Dockage, I thought she was brilliant. Uh, Sam Groff. He was brilliant. I was like, he's great. Obviously, you got Jim Curran and Leighton Hewitt, but Tony Jones, he just couldn't. He tried. We had Elena would do a bit of a joke and try and a bit of banter, and he was just the awkward, degrading uncle. and patronizing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, get it rid of him. Throw him in the flog. Maybe you can have a crack at him later. <laughs> Throw him in the flog. <laughs> flog him. Um, I think that's Give probably the way to uh, finish it. On that, on that note, horse, um, yep. maybe we'll move on. Sounds good. Thanks, Forty. Now, in other sports news, since we last met, we'll just run through a couple of things. Jack Darling is one of a number of names whose future AFL career is clouded due to the current vaccine mandates. And, of course, as the next AFL season approaches, I'm sure we will be having a conversation about that. The other thing I wanted to bring up, this Friday sees the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Obviously, this never holds as much weight in Australia as the Summer Olympics, mainly because we barely win anything, but it's an Olympics nonetheless. Australia is sending its third biggest team to an Olympic Winter Games and will be strongly represented by 44 athletes competing across 10 events. The 23 women selected makes up 52.3% of the Australian team, which is the highest female representation at an Australian Olympic Winter Games history. And for the first time ever, we have a curling team. Now, guys, Friendy, 40, do you have any idea who our medal chances are? No idea. Oh, I always forget his name. Uh, uh, Scotty in the... Scotty James. The snowboarder. Scotty yep. James. Gold for sure. He's ranked number one. He's got it. He is a big chance. We do have Scotty Lock James in. in the men's half pipe. Is a huge chance. I always feel like the, the weight of the world goes on these Aussie guys because we only have one or two really big chances. Mm. Uh, so good luck to Scotty James. We have Bell Brockoff in the snowboard cross. Again, a huge chance. We have Matt Graham, who was a silver medalist at Pyeongchang, who is in the moguls and having a go there. We have a team of eight in the moguls, which is that's the most you're allowed to have in a moguls event. Most from any country is eight. And we also have Jakara Anthony, who is at her second games, was fourth place in Pyeongchang in 2018 when she was only 19. She's been in great form in this season's World Cup and she is a huge chance as well. 40, are we going to get more than one gold? Are we going to get a gold? What 
Give us a prediction. Yeah, we've got to get a gold and maybe a silver and make a trifecta and get a bronze as well. I think uh, we get five medals at the Winter Olympics. I think that will be um, without me having any understanding of all the athletes and their chances. I think five medals would be fantastic. I don't even know what we got last. I'm going three golds. That's huge, friendy. Yeah, massive, massive. There's no Stephen Bradbury's um, um, flying around. I'm I'm backing us in. Three golds. (laughs) I'm going to say uh, if we get a gold, that's successful. If we get two medals, that's brilliant. <laughs> Set the bar low, boys. Anyway, yeah. Winter Olympics coming to us in the next week. And I'm sure the next time we have a pod, we'll have a little bit of a review and actually talk about how we went. Hey, it has been a lengthy process, but we got there. And that has been this month in sport. And now it's time to throw over to our number one firing squad member. It's a little bit of a friendly fire. Friendly fire. Yeah, thanks, horse. Well, who would have thought that Djokovic would have been the second biggest flog of the Australian Open? Insert Daniil Medvedev. What a clown this guy is. I just want to just run you through what his last week was like. I can handle the fact that he didn't understand, maybe because he's Russian with the the language barrier, he didn't understand the difference between Sue and Boo. He thought the crowd were against him early on, but they were just doing a Ronaldo classic. Um, But after that, it just went all downhill for this guy. I mean, how dare you berate the umpire so badly that you demand that he listens to you? Like he was actually trying to uh, overpower his authority just because he thinks he's a rich tennis player. Not on in my books. And then you crack it at a ball kid in the final because you're starting to lose the plot a little bit. So you think it's the ball kid's fault because he's standing in the wrong position. Who do you think you are, mate? And then the icing on the cake for this this flog, you carry on at the presentation. This lady's giving you a great rundown. Can't even remember her name. She seemed, she seemed nice and, and, and was in uh, good order. But he's standing behind her going boring. Like she was talking about the crowd, about his tennis. Boring, boring. Like, mate... Who do you think you are? You entitled six foot seven lanky, amazing tennis player. Stick to what you're good at, mate, which is tennis, because we need people like you in our game to be playing well and to be taking on these big three. But you're not a good look for where the future of tennis is going. And if you want people like the common man watching it, stop being a flog, mate. Step up and just play good tennis. And that is Friendy's Fire. Bang. Pio, pio, pio. That was. Uh... That was he went hard pretty early there, don't that you was, think? Forty. That was oh, vicious. Just... That was that was well deserved. And um, Medvedev, uh, I think uh, he won't be uh, getting uh, into Australia next year. <laughs> there might be uh, some certain government officials making sure that uh, the same thing happens to Djokovic happened to. Uh, I mean, <laughs> one one of my favourite lines was when he called him that lanky six foot seven magnificent tennis player. Well, he's absolutely a gun tennis player. Oh, no, he's a gun. It. He's a I'm gun. Watching, watching it, sure Rafa, I was like, Rafa didn't look like a chance. Like, he was so strong against Rafa, and then, uh, which just shows how good Rafa was. And and yeah. I will say, I do, I love Kyrgios because he's an Aussie and he's a great player as well, but he blurs the line a little bit oh, too. And I think 100%. If we need, big time. He need, like, we need people like Kyrgios and Medvedev to be the faces going forward because the big three are near the end. And they're just not doing tennis any service by acting the way they do. Totally. 
We we are agree hundred percent. Yeah, don't we, Fred Horse? We do. That's t- that's probably ninety eight percent. We'll see. Is yeah, that we'll see? Is it next year's Australian Open for tennis? <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, has been friendly fire. Friendly fire. Now, forty. We are going to have a little bit of a new segment here to end the episode. I say a little bit of a new one because we've done similar things in the past, but it's called the good things where one of us brings something good to the podcast, something to watch, listen, read, etc. Yep. And you are the first cab off the rank. What have you got for us in the good things? Well, yeah, well, we're obviously a, a sports podcast and um, thinking of a sports movies or documentaries, we, we actually have mentioned a few unofficial, uh, unofficially throughout our pods in the past, haven't we, with the test and yep. uh, Malice in the Palace, and I'm sure there's been a couple others as well. But I went and saw a movie recently, uh, King Richard, and uh, I'll say, boys, I loved it. I love true stories. I love uh, learning about history and being inspired from it. And uh, it truly is a film that will inspire. Um, now, I won't give any spoiler alerts, but I will say, um, horse, Venus, Venus and Serena both do become number one in the world. So, what? spoiler alert. Oh, and what? Ruin it. Probably ruined will it for go me. on. I said no spoilers. Become, I know. I'm sorry, horse, but. <laughs> You know, Serena will probably go on to become, if she isn't already, the goat, the of, goat. of women's right. tennis. Oh. Um, but it, it is a story. Obviously, it stars Will Smith as uh, Venus and Serena's dad. But it's a story of how one man had a vision dream and saw it come to fruition through dedication, sacrifice, commitment, and literally not taking his eyes off the prize. I was just so, uh, um, I suppose, I don't know what the word is, but just impressed maybe um inspired just the way he he had a plan yeah uh before they were ever born and he saw that through and he and and the girls loved him obviously you know he was very loving father as well um but geez he worked them hard and uh there was one moment where i was like how did this even happen? Obviously, it's a movie and they go, don't show all the details. But one moment, he's talking, he's trying to get coaches to coach these girls. And, and yep. it's quite hard because they're in the, you know, in Compton and yeah. know, they're not rich family and whatnot. Affluent, he's trying to get, middle class, yeah, whatever. Exactly. So he's trying to get a coach. And uh, anyway, he goes to Pete Sampras's and John McEnroe his coach and just bursts in and go hey blah blah blah. you need a coach Venus and Serena have you seen them play and he's like no nah, I don't take on juniors and 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 he's like what do you think Pete yeah I'm fine I'm just having a break and McEnroe walks off and and so it was just a funny moment but uh, boys I, I would recommend it um I yep. Serena's my all-time favorite tennis player out of men and women she's my all-time favorite Rog Federer's close second um, but it's just a great story of how they came. And I, I would probably give it four out of five stars, Horse. Uh, that Excellent. would be my review. The 40 rating. I feel like yeah. we need to we need to change this for the future in terms of instead of stars, what would be something more common man that we're giving it? Four. 
Donuts? <laughs> Jam donuts. I will just add to my friendly fire that um, 49 <laughs> did, did, did discuss about uh, watch, going and seeing this movie together and uh, obviously got a little bit too excited and went and saw it without me. Well, done, well, well friendy. The last three, four weeks, you've really been uncontactable. <laughs> Actually, four weeks, I reckon. You're in Canberra, then you're in self-isolation, then you had your summer camp, and then you're in isolation. So, I'm sorry, man. I had to go. You can always. It's all right. I'll watch Shane without you. We'll talk about that yeah. one later. Now we'll, the go, only... we'll, go, we'll go see Spider-Man. I was going to say, big fan of Will Smith as well. I've always loved his work. and so Oh, totally. I assume... As most Will Smith movies have done in the past, uh, he has a rap uh, involved in this song as well. Uh, Men in Black, <laughs> uh, Wild Wild West. Who can forget those ones? So, what yep. was the song like? Was it was it called King Dick? What was it? He's had that one ready to go. He's had that one ready to go. There it is. There it is. He got it in. Yep. Nah, there was no song, but he he. You gotta get Venus. Me. I've got a massive. Brain for tennis. You should see, you should see even the way he walks. Like, and you see real footage of Richard, you know, Venus through his dad. Yep. it's like he looks. Uh, it's just amazing. He's just incredible. Actor. He's morphed, I love him too. Morphed himself. Well, there you yeah. go. The takeaway is go out and see King Richard while it's still in cinemas. Yes, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Would you believe it? You should. You probably would. We're at the end of the episode. For some of you saying, thank goodness, we have made it. It's been an epic one. And oh. Before we wrap up, I do have to point out, it is the start of reality TV season 40. What's top of the agenda for this season? You've mentioned uh, off air, no maps. So where, no, where maps, are we at? Maps can get stuffed. I think it's <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous the, the way the network manipulates and creates controversy anyway we won't go there too far but australian survivor is at the top Yo. of course and a close second would be sas can't wait for this new season oh don't out. forget the voice family that would be the third one uh, i think it's it's gonna yeah i'm a massive voice person too but there's only so much reality tv you can fit in on <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you start to realize you've got to prioritize the survivor all the way for me what's your number one friendy what are we going to be talking about as a team uh, I've never been a survivor person, so oh, um, get on board. I'll be, I'll be, uh, be SAS. waiting for SAS. Sure. Oh, I'm very excited for the Masked Singer coming back soon, so we'll wait for that. Whatever you listeners are waiting for as well, we hope it comes soon to fruition. How's that for a segue? Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to hit us up on the socials. We're going to put our details in the show notes so you can contact us. It'll be great. If some of you were inspired to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well, regardless, it's 2022. We've got some great ideas. We're going to be coming to you very shortly. Parting words for anyone else, 40. 2022, it's a new you. I think that one's already taken, but we'll catch you next time. <laughs>I'm a Victorian now too, guys. I've renounced my Western Australian citizenship. What? Oh, so can we make wow. sure we yeah, use record this. it? <laughs>